Hey everyone, my online course on the rehabilitation of the fitness athlete with Dan Pope is on sale this week. If you want to work with higher level fitness athletes and help people get back into the gym after an injury, this is the course for you. Head to MikeRandall.com slash fitathlete to learn more and sign up this week. On this episode of the Ask Mike Reynolds Show, I am joined by the physical therapy team of the Chicago White Sox, talking about some of the pros and cons of working with professional athletes. The Ask Mike Reynolds Show. Helping people feel better, move better, and perform better. Before we get to the podcast, I wanted to make sure you knew about my free online course on the introduction to performance therapy and training. If you want to learn how to get started optimizing and enhancing performance, this is the course for you. Head to MikeReynolds.com slash performance to sign up today. Hey, welcome back, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us on this really special podcast episode. Um, we've done similar episodes like this before. I know we've had uh, a couple of, of people that are on this call in, in past episodes, but I'm really excited to get together with uh, a group of really fantastic physical therapists that all work with me with the Chicago White Sox. So, uh, you know, a bunch of great uh, people, obviously, all with the physical therapy background that are working in pro sports and really wanted to get together and have an episode about talking about working with professional athletes, right? Because a lot of people say that's what they want, right? A lot of students, a lot of early career professionals think that this is, you know, the the thing that they want to get into with physical therapy. And I think as we'll learn tonight, you know, as we go through the podcast a little bit, um, I think we all agree, right? That's why we're doing it. We have a blast working with pro athletes. But I think sometimes though, having a good understanding of, of maybe some of the pros and the cons of working with pro athletes, just so you have like a realistic expectation of what it's like in, in this setting, I think would be really cool to kind of go over. So I uh, want to introduce everybody to uh, everybody on this podcast episode. First, we have uh, Brett Walker. Maybe we give a quick wave, Brett. Um, How's it going, uh, guys? Brett is the uh, Director of Physical Therapy Rehabilitation with us, the Chicago White Sox up in Chicago. We have Brooks Klein. He's our rehab coordinator in, uh, in I almost said Phoenix, but I guess Glendale, right? We're supposed to say Glendale, Glendale Arizona, uh, working with us there. Um, then we have Katie Stone and Evan Jurjevic, both down in Phoenix, working with Brooks um, at our minor league baseball complex. So um, great group. I mean, I think I'm actually, just seeing this phone call or this podcast or Zoom, whatever it is, is really cool, right? I mean, there's five of us here. We're all working as physical therapists in one organization. I think that's pretty neat, huh? Good stuff, right? For sure. So, we've, we've, we've come a long way. <laughs> yeah, right? Remember remember when you were the first one, Brett, and you, you kind of like had a half job, like a part-time <laughs> job, and, and look at how much we've grown. Yep. Yeah. It's been fun to watch. Yeah. Pretty neat. So I know uh, Brett and Brooks and I, we got together in the past. We've done some some presentations on like how to get into pro sports. But what I thought we talked about is a little bit of uh, a little bit more of an understanding of maybe what it is we do all day. So why don't we start with this? Why don't we start with uh, let's start with Brett. Let's say, Brett, your, you know, physical therapist is is your main role up in Chicago with our Major League Baseball team. Right. Like, 
walk us through a day in your life, right? Like we want to hear it all. Like give us a good taste of what it's like to live in Brett Walker's shoes for a day. You know, I think of course the days vary, but uh, for the most part, uh, when we're at home, um, you're up early, hanging out with the family, uh, try to get as much family time in as you possibly can. Uh, and then off to work by, probably 11 30 12 o'clock um and going in preparing uh making sure you have your program set um for for the injured athletes and uh prepared for what you're going to do that day and and hopefully uh you can plan out a week or two weeks or um more than that um from there we'll usually have a meeting uh of our performance team so that's strength coaches that's uh, our athletic trainers um sometimes we'll get our pitching coaches uh infield coaches outfield coaches involved uh when when need be um and then uh from there it's kind of you're kind of elbows deep um working with athletes from probably about one o'clock on uh up to game time we do get, sometimes we get a little break, uh, with, with, um, BP. Um, but a lot of times we're going out watching somebody throw or, or watching somebody run, uh, to see where they're at. Um, and then, uh, once, once the game hits, uh, usually I go, I go see our, uh, head trainer and James Cruck and, and we sit down and kind of hash out the day. What did, what did we do well? What did we do poorly? And what can we, how, how can we uh, improve tomorrow? Um, and what do we need to do tomorrow? Uh, and then once the game's over, then it's all recovery from probably about actually before the game's over from about the fifth inning on, we're trying to get guys prepared for tomorrow. Um, and, and then probably get home or, or leave probably, 12 to one o'clock in the morning uh, and do it all again the next day. I love it. And you have the weekends off though, right? Oh, for sure. <laughs> off, off at a baseball game. Uh, <laughs> I used to always tell everybody this stat, um, but I, I think it's changed uh, the last couple of years, but play 162 games in 180 days, right? Uh my my kids wear t-shirts that say 162 games in 185 days. Yeah, so yeah, you added five days. That's right. That's what they yep. did last uh, collective bargaining agreement. <laughs> yep. That's that's funny. That's, it's you know it's impressive too. And you know Brett's being pretty humble. I think with some of that, I, I think you know what's kind of interesting with what he said through that process. Like he's not kidding. There's no downtime from like 11:30 when he gets there. You probably spend what like at least an hour like planning not only that day but then almost like it's almost like you look at each of the injured players and you say where are they in their plan. Are they meeting their short-term goals? Are they meeting like the projections for the long-term goals? Like you spend, you know, a good chunk of the day planning and meeting with all the other people within our department before you even start to get your hands dirty. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of time, a lot of time it's, it's sitting down collaborating with those other individuals early. Hey, you know, uh, with the strength coach, Hey, what are we, what are we doing here? Uh, how can we, how do you feel that we can get better at this um, with, with, with James, our head trainer, and, and Josh, our assistant, uh, 
hey, we need to get these guys outside. We need like this is their throwing program. Uh, how can we how can we accomplish this today? Who's going to take that? Um, you know, it's it, it is definitely a balancing act. Yeah, and and I think the other thing too that you're being you probably just take it for granted. Like I'm I'm almost taking it as you're being humble about it, but like um, uh, you probably take it for granted that you're you spend the entire afternoon. So probably a good five hour block of time where you have a certain amount of players that, you know, you have to work on their programs for the day, their, their rehab for that day. Right. But then at any moment in time, right. Just any other athlete can just walk in and, and ask for something. Right. So like, how, how do you manage that? Like how's, how's, you know, how do you deal with like just being on call and just sitting there in the training room all day, just like waiting for people. I would, I would say that's probably the biggest challenge, you know, not having, Hey, I have a patient coming in every 30 minutes or every 45 minutes or hour, whatever the case may be. Um, knowing that like I, we could honestly just go out to BP and everything looked great. And we're thinking, Hey, we got this. And you know, a guy blows out his elbow at BP or, or, or whatever, uh, you know, his back, his back tightens up up and he's down for three weeks, you know, it, it, it can happen so quickly and, and it just changes your entire outlook on the day. And, and frankly, what you're doing, if for me, if we have an acute injury, a lot of times, like I'm not going to do what I'd planned. I'm going to, I'm going to have somebody else do it. Um, so, so somebody else is going to help me out and just kind of take over and then, we'll kind of run that evaluation uh, for that other person to see, Hey, what do we need to do? Yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy how you put all that together and you manage it. Right. And I think that's one of the things that really, you know, makes Brett special is that he's, you know, I think the best way to describe Brett over the course of a day, I've got to work with him quite a bit now is that he's like cool as a cucumber throughout the whole day. Right. He's just like same, even keel, like somebody could have just had an epic injury or we could be having the best day ever with no injuries. And you can't tell, right. We're just, we're there, we're ready. We're upbeat. We're there to, to help the guys get out on the field tonight and succeed. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy, like thinking of it that way, but, um, but lots of good stuff. So obviously it's really cool, right. That you get to run out on a professional baseball field, like some of the best manicured grass, you know, you know Camden yards and Wrigley on the road and stuff like that. Right. You get to do your agility and your running and your return to sport progressions there, but heck there's, you know, those are long days. Right. And I love how you started it with you spend the morning with your family, right? I think that's huge, right? Uh, what do you do when you're on the road in the morning? That's my time. <laughs> <laughs> so not not even anyone here gets to learn. I like that. <laughs> no, no, that's, no. Like uh, honestly, like that. That is the the road is really my time. I'm going to uh, like I like to work out. Um, I think I think you know that. Um, but when I'm at home, it's family. Like my morning is devoted to my family. Uh, from the time those, my kids wake up to, to the time I leave. Um, but on the road, when I wake up at six or seven o'clock in the morning, I am going to get as hard a workout as I possibly can, uh, on that day so that I can try to hurt myself. Um, no, not really, but, uh, <laughs> I, I just want to get a good workout in and then, uh, and then do things that help me heal. Um, you know, if it's, if it's, you know, meditations or, um, even catching up on reading, 
Um, I do a lot of reading and, and um, just trying to catch up on, on something that's going to help make me better. Um, that's also where I, where I start calling you and, and Brooks and uh, try to make my phone calls um, so, that, so that I'm not interfering uh, with things at home. Yeah. I love that. I love how you, you balance that, right? Everybody, everybody talks about like work-life balance thinking it's just within a 24 hour period, but I like that, right? Like in the pro sports model, it's, you know, you have a a week that's heavy family and a week that's not right. And heck, or you have four months a year that's heavy family and eight months. That's not, I mean, it's all about how you put it together. So I like it. So uh, great snapshot. That's life in the bigs, right? What's it like down in Arizona for you, Brooks? I feel like your day is maybe a little bit more scripted yet a little bit more hectic. Why don't you tell us about your day, Brooks, down at like a minor league rehab complex? We'll be back after a quick break. I hope you're enjoying the podcast episode. If you want to learn more from me, please check out my website, MikeRinald.com. In addition to all my great articles, videos, and podcast episodes, I have a ton of online CEU courses, as well as my inner circle online mentorship and community. Be sure to subscribe to my free newsletter where I'm always sending you great info and exclusive perks and discounts. Just head to MikeRinald.com to get started. Thanks so much. Yeah, so I'm in Arizona year round, um, and I, I say I, I agree with you. I think it's a little bit more scripted because I can say, you know, if the rookie league team starts at, you know, they got a night game, we'll say six o'clock. I can bring in my rehab guys early, especially if they're not doing any on field stuff. Um, let's say it's an acute injury, their uh, recent post op, um, can bring those guys in early and give them a little bit more one on one treatment, um, and kind of get them going and get them out before it's the the second wave of rehab which might be a little bit more late stage and those guys are working towards on-field stuff where i've got to kind of get them ready um help out the the uh, arizona athletic trainer get the uh the rookie league players ready too for the game so we're kind of tag teaming all those guys and then get them outside so they can do it do their on-field work along with the weight room work too and all that stuff so a little bit more scripted i'd say once we get closer to the game it, the model probably looks a little bit more like brett um, but definitely scripted a little bit more early on. And, and how does that evolve for you over the year? Right. Because like Brett's on the road, he's in Chicago sometimes, like, you know, he has an off season, right? Like what, what's it like for you throughout the year with, with your rehab? Yeah, definitely. So that'll look a little bit different. Spring training is a ton of players, right? So that's everybody in the organization. We're all hands on deck and everybody's going on when we're on the minor league side, um, much harder to script out a day. It's kind of, you know, as we get guys, we're getting them through and getting them out on the field. Um, I mean, we've got, you know, let's say we've got six tables and six medical staff. You've got your table in the morning and guys are coming through for a pre-throw stretch. They're getting outside, a rehab guy's coming through, and then they're heading over to the weight room for the rest of their workout. So spring training is all hands on deck, everybody working together, getting the healthy guys out, getting the rehab guys going. So uh, it, a little bit busier then, and that day is going to start early too. Um, then we move into more of the end season stuff. That's more kind of what I described earlier with, I can script out a day with the rehab guys where the, the guys are a little bit early on in their rehab. They can come in early, get some stuff done a little bit more one-on-one. And then, uh, the late stage guys, uh, later on towards game time, then off season, it really just depends. It depends how many injuries we have, how many rehabs we have here. 
um, and kind of just the state of baseball in general. Um, right now, there's a lockout, so obviously it's going to be a little bit different this year on who we can talk to, who we can bring in versus versus a normal off season. Um, I can't say I've seen a normal off season yet, so it's hard to tell with, with COVID <laughs> and the lockout. So learning as we go. <laughs> I think that's uh, I think that's well said, uh, Brooks. Um, yeah. So I mean, yeah, I, I think you can see a little bit of difference between you know, like it's. I, I think there's a lot of pros of being like the rehab coordinator and the physical therapist, like Katie and Evan, like based in one location where the players come to you, right? That's that's pretty neat. Where Brett's almost like traveling around with the team at times. That has its own like pluses and minuses, right? There's there's a lot of negatives that I can think of that come to it, but it's still pretty cool to get to see you know all those nice cities although al central is probably not the most fun of road trips but there's there's some nice places that you go to right <laughs> but um all right let's let's hear a little bit um from katie and evan i think you know you guys are both like you know newer physical therapy uh, physical therapists within the professional sports realm um you know both starting uh heck in the last you know four or five months or so um what do you what do you guys think what are some of the things that really stood out to you about things that you're like gosh, I, I love this part of my, my job working with pro athletes. Like maybe you were expecting it, maybe you weren't, but like, what's really standing out to you? Let's, let's hear from Katie first. Um, I think the biggest thing for me, and I think I was expecting it because I'm also an athletic trainer. is just like not having to work within the constrictions of insurance is super nice because you get to decide like, Hey, one guy needs a little more time today. I can take my focus on him and maybe somebody else needs less time and you can kind of plan out based on that rather than like, Oh, I got to meet this many uh, patients an hour and I got to do this much documentation. Our documentation is also a lot better than uh, the <laughs> insurance based documentation. So that's also another pro. I, I, I think you, I, that's funny. You brought those up as like some of the pros, because like, I think like somebody like Brett probably, um, you know, you've been doing this for so long, right. That you almost like take it for granted that like you can rehab a guy for two hours if you, if you need to one day, and that's not physically possible. If you need to get that table cleared out in 45 minutes for the next uh, person to come in on, on the schedule. So, uh, good stuff, Katie. I agree with that completely. Uh, how about you, Evan? What do you think? I mean, obviously I think you love playing catch for a living but like what uh what, what is it that's that's really stood out to you so far yeah of course uh always love playing catch but um just having a great appreciation for how elite that these guys are um when it comes down to it there's normally right around four hundred and fifty thousand high school athletes uh that play baseball and then about 0.5% of those guys end up getting drafted. And from the college level, um, you know, from high school to college, it's about 7% of high school players go play college baseball. And from college to getting drafted is about 10%. So that is a very low, um, you know, odds in order to make it to this level. Uh, so these guys are highly motivated. Uh, they want to return to play. Uh, they want to perform really well. And on top of that, you know, they're very competitive and they love the game. Um, uh, on top of that, they're also getting play, uh, paid to play baseball, which is also, uh, you know, a key component of them recovering um, and getting back on the field. 
Yeah, I love that, right? I mean, so, you know, putting what you and Katie kind of said together, I think that was awesome, right? Like you don't have the limitations where you can give them as much resources as they need with time or whatever it may be, right? But also like kind of using like kind of a little bit what I got from what you said, Evan, is you get to see this person throughout that rehab process, right? Like you get to see them go from some of the basics, right? From early injury or post-op all the way to some advanced level stuff. You get to see them through this to get to that late stage return in the sport phase and you're involved in every second of that right that is so cool right versus imagine like running out of visits or like you know the or the patient just you know stops coming or something <laughs> you know like these are the things that like we 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 don't have to deal with as much like you know in in the pro world so i i think that's good so um i let me throw it back to to maybe brett and brooks because you guys a little bit more experience with this but what what surprised you let's flip it a little bit and say what surprised you most about what isn't so amazing about working with pro athletes? What are the things that you think are some of the negatives that maybe you didn't consider before you got into this position? Maybe Brett, you can, you start with some of those because you, you probably have some of the bigger headaches <laughs> than all of us combined. So, <laughs> you know, I think, uh, when, when someone's coming to, when someone's paying you to come to therapy, um, that has a big impact on, on, how they feel about um, what you're doing and and how their willingness to do it, say at home or something like that. I don't know, like just thinking about when I was um, practicing, you know, these people are paying with insurance or whatever, a lot of money to come see me. And, and so they are very invested in what they're doing. Um, when it comes to professional athletes, like it's not that they aren't invested because um, they are fully invested, but they're getting, they're getting information from everywhere. And uh, sometimes, sometimes because, you know, I work for a team or something like that. It It's if, if they're paying somebody to do the same thing that I am or to do something similar, of, of course, that that's a challenge. Um, and, and the other thing that it really gave me some realization, like the big one I would say is, you know, when you, when you talk about, um, the, you know, looking at, uh, research and experience, you know, that, that third factor that you really have to have to allow is your patient goals. Um, and with these, with these athletes, they have things that they have experienced in the past because they've had a lot of treatment normally. Um, you know, whether that be college, high school, cause they were elite. Um, they have expectations and sometimes you have to meet those expectations and then adjust from there. Um, make adjustments, maybe, maybe not when you want to, but when, when you can, and they are willing to accept those adjustments. If that makes sense, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm reaching there. No, that's good. I mean, that was, it was deep, but that was great. I mean, I think that's, I think that's, uh, people don't, I don't think people consider stuff like that enough, right? Like, I think that's a big component of, of, of what makes these athletes tick is their expectations and, and where they are. And, and yeah, I, I, I definitely see that. So, uh, Brooks, what about you, man? What do you, um, you know, what are some of the things that, 
surprised you that um, that maybe aren't so awesome? Like, what would you tell that uh, that student that's just dying to get into baseball, but doesn't or pro sports in general, but maybe doesn't doesn't realize everything? What would you tell them? Yeah, I, I don't know if I'd call it surprising because I, I expected it when I was coming in, but it's it's definitely a big time commitment. Um, coming here, I'm, I'm working at least six days a week in season. If not, it might be, you know, a month straight before day off. Um, and that's generally probably more than Brett's going to get there too. Cause I mean, they're, they're going all season. Um, so it, it's a huge time commitment. And generally for me, you know, I'm going to be here from, um, you know, like Brett's saying, you kind of have your time where I'm probably going to come here early, try to work out a little bit, get any extra work I have to do done, which is, you know, planning for players, um, planning for just overall, maybe organization programs, stuff like that. And then, you know, Brett didn't mention it, but he's, as soon as he's got a free second, he's usually we're on a phone call once a week talking about if we have any big league rehabs down here, um, we're catching up on those guys to make sure we're on the same page, update their plan, um, go over their exercises. So there, there's always something going on. Um, it's the off season now. And, you know, I've been here since early this morning. Um, again, working on off-season programs, trying to talk to different professionals in the field um, about, you know, our shoulder program, our hamstring program, whatever it may be, while we're also working on presentations for winter meetings and, and getting other stuff ready. And here we are with a podcast, too, because it's great to share this info with everybody. So there's a, there's a, lot, of, um, there's a lot of demands, a lot of things pulling you in different directions, but um, it, it's, I'd say it, it's still rewarding, but there's, it's a big challenge, too. Yeah, I love it. And the, Katie, Evan, I want to hear from you guys too, like so far, like, you know, what are some of the things that, you know, let's say surprised you in either direction, something that you thought was really awesome, or maybe something you weren't quite expecting that, you know, maybe, uh, maybe is a con of the job. Yeah, you can go first, Katie, don't be shy. Okay. Um, I think just like what Brooke said, um, I don't think it was surprising to me having an athletic training background, but like it is a lot of hours. So just like finding that balance, like Brett said, like with friends and family and like really making sure you take out time to like call your mom or I don't know, different things, you know, because the hours are all over the place, you know? So, um, I think that, and I think for me, like a unique thing is like, I'm the only woman that works out of our facility. Um, so I think that there are unique like challenges that come with that, uh, just being a woman in a male dominated field. Um, obviously I got great coworkers, but, um, there are just like unique things, but it's pretty cool. Cause there's a pretty great, uh, group of women just all throughout baseball that our education coordinator has kind of connected me with. So I've gotten to connect with women from different organizations and stuff. So that's been really interesting just hearing their stories and like people that have been in the game for a few years or so. Yeah. That's awesome to hear. I'm glad, glad you connected with that because like you said, it's, it's a different environment, right? So, you know, having, having a group of people that you can connect with, to, you know, share experiences, learn from each other is, is awesome. And then Evan, let's, we'll throw it to you maybe to, maybe to hear your last words before we start wrapping up this episode. But what do you think? Yeah, I think just from a rehab standpoint, working with a guy and then later in the evening, they're going to play a game once they're able to return to play and watching them actually perform in a game uh, again is a pretty cool um, 
pretty cool thing overall, along with guys that are doing shoulder program, all the pitchers coming into shoulder program, they, they do pre-throw stretch and being able to see them perform on the field later in the day. Um, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's a good point too. Like that, that's something that most physical therapists don't get to do, right? You don't, your job doesn't entail rehabbing them and them also watching them compete, which is, which is a pretty neat thing to do. So, um, I like it. Um, I think I'd just like share maybe like from my perspective a little bit, like Brett started to hit on this a little bit here too, but like, you know, working with pro athletes in the private sector versus like for working for a team, I think is, is a lot different too. And I've been fortunate to, to do both and even do both at the same time somehow. So it's, 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 it's cool to see that, but it amazes me where I wear two hats, where I could literally be like on a Wednesday, I can be at champion. I can, I can be there and people are coming there to see me for my opinion. Right. <laughs> like they, they sought me out to hear from me what I think about something. Right. Then I get on a plane, I fly to Chicago. And now all of a sudden, there, the people are, you know, they listen to your opinion and they're like, you know what? I'm going to check with my agent and um, get back to you because I have some medical people back home. I want to run that by. And um, it's different. It's a different experience, right? Where um, when you're working within the private sector, everybody there wants to be there. Right. And it's funny. There's, you know, it's a bell curve and I don't know the exact percentages. I don't know if this is accurate, but 20% of the people want to be there in pro baseball. They, they want to work their tail off in the gym. They'll do anything you say in the, in the training room and, and to get ready for the games or when they're rehabbing. It's great. 20% of the people will just be non-compliant, don't want to be there, just just don't want to be there. They just they're got lucky that they were good at this sport and you know didn't have to work hard to get to the this point. You know, they got lucky. And then everybody else is in the middle. You have to try to like win them over, you know, and, and get good relationships and good days, bad days, right? But in the private sector, right? Like everybody just comes to see you. So you have these like rose-colored glasses where you think everything's like uh, you know, always perfect. But you know, when you work day to day with the team, uh, it's different. Like one of the big things I got out of this talk, just listening to all you guys is how collaborative, not only you are all together, but with so many different disciplines and then outside of the health world, like coaches, front office members, agents, right? Like all these different things that you have to, you have to work with and be accountable for, right? So sure. You don't have insurances, but you have Scott Boris. I mean, that's, that might be worse. I think I might rather deal with Blue Cross. So sorry. I don't think Scott listens to this, uh, this uh, podcast, so should be pretty good, but it's a, uh, you know, it's a, it's a different vibe. So, um, so awesome. Uh, thanks so much. Oh, you guys. I mean, we just literally spent the whole episode talking about how busy you guys are. So thanks so much for taking time to share your experiences. Like, I think it's super important that somebody that's interested in getting pro sports gets to hear some of the pros and the cons, right? There's tons of pros, right? That's why we all do it. But, you know, there are some things that, you know, make it maybe not the perfect job for everybody. So hopefully you learned a little bit from us. Hopefully this is a great experience. Thanks so much, Brett, Brooks, Katie, Evan, really appreciate it. If you have any more questions like that, please head to MikeRonald.com, click on that podcast link and you can fill out the form to ask us more questions. We'll get to you in a future episode. Thank you so much. Have a good night. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you have a question you'd like us to answer, head to MikeRinald.com slash podcast and fill out the form to submit your question. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And please share this with your friends to help spread the word. It would really mean so much to us.
Please check out all my online courses, articles, newsletter, and more at MikeReynolds.com. There's always a ton of great perks for my newsletter subscribers. And be sure to check for my other podcast, the Sports Physical Therapy Podcast, where I go deep into topics and interview leaders within our field. See you on the next episode.